Welcome to Centerpoint, a podcast series from Center College, where important conversations take place. This newest addition to the series includes oral history interviews with World War II veterans conducted by Assistant Professor of History Sarah Eggie and her students at Center College. Each interview is divided into three parts and introduced by Dr. Eggie. Join us now for part two of episode three, which features David Walker, who was at Pearl Harbor when it was attacked by the Japanese. He is interviewed by Tori Parker. I am delighted to share another interview with a World War II veteran. We interviewed David Walker, who served in the Navy during World War II. You will hear his interview in three episodes. In episode two, Mr. Walker describes his work on the USS Maryland as a chief in the engine room. He also discusses his views of war 75 years after his service in the Navy. So what kind of men did you serve with? Did you have good friends, any characters that were on the ship with you? You mentioned the friend that you went ashore with. What kind of men were they? Oh, they were about the same. Same, mostly the same uh, rate. Uh, the chiefs, the chiefs at that time used to run the Navy. Yeah, I don't know how it is today, but Philip and Stephen and Steph's daughter and I went out to Hawaii. How long ago was it? Four, five, six, seven years? Ten years. And uh, Steph had everything all planned out, and we went to Barb, and they were the representative medicine the gate. And this girl had just come back from Iraq. Drove the cars around. And we saw the sights around, but of course, for a harbor, nothing like it was that either. And we go over there, there's only still sets around the bottom. And of course, we went aboard her. And so, but you couldn't see very much because it was underwater. Just the stuff on top where they celebrated. What did it feel like being back there? Did it? Did you recognize it at all? Did it? Hardly. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it was, but Fort Island was deserted. They weren't doing anything on there. Yeah, seemed strange to me at the time, but you know, the way it was, mm-hmm. there wasn't any military there or anything there. Did they do anything special for you as someone who'd been there during the attack? Or no? Well, can't say you mean in later life. When you visited or yeah. Oh well we yeah, we got to visit all the uh, attractions without having to pay anything. And then they we ate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. And, of course, they eat a lot different today than they did back in our time. So you mentioned that you were a chief, and you said chiefs ran the navy. What would you? What was your job as chief? Well, I was in charge, complete charge of the engine room, one engine room. Mm-hmm. We had two of them. That's what I was doing. If anybody had a problem, they came to me. 
Were you in charge of discipline? More yeah. Did you have any problems? No. No. That's good. <laughs> so did you see combat other than Pearl Harbor? Alien combat I saw at the Pearl Harbor was his new ship, uh, the destroyer escort, I thought we made a couple trips across to North Africa. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't anything happened to us or the convoy that it was in the first, it was in the later years. There wasn't near the sub threat that there was before. They had a lot more mm -hmm. uh, protection on ships like the only. The only anything that I saw, if we took a convoy up to then again, you off up in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And there was laying off, and they were had just landed troops on there, and they were getting here to radio back and forth. And up so far, we shoot our main batteries over there on that, but we didn't actually fire ours. But there was one Japanese plane, what they called the suicide planes, mm -hmm. that would not aim the bombs, they aimed the whole plane at anything. And uh, we had, we had five inch, 45 caliber, Guns up that and the forward turret. It had a delivery bring a it shelled up from the from the bottom, and a, there was a chief in charge of that. They never missed a time. <laughs> Afterwards, somebody asked if we had a five-inch machine gun, but that was it. A lot of sea duty. Mm -hmm. Afterward. Really, no action at all. Did you get bored? Not really. What did you do on the ship to pass the time when you weren't on duty? Oh, first the chiefs had their own mess uh, hall, you might say. Mm -hmm. I think there were eight of us at the time. And uh, we had a table there, and we built, had the carpenter build a thing on it. That, with a whole door addition, addition would set so they wouldn't roll off when, <laughs> when the ship rolled and pitched. <laughs> and we played, played a lot of easy doozy. Or played some cards, not much. I never was a, a card player. But I liked, I liked operating the machinery because it was new and it was. It was good, and uh, I didn't have to do any dirty work anymore, <laughs> yeah. which wasn't bad either. But I didn't do dirty work very much in the beginning, because I went up pretty fast. Uh, studying and being rated right at the limit of the retirement. No, I'm just a little old man sitting along the sidewalk, sidewalks. All of my contemporaries have died. So. What did you do when you got home from service? 
I got out of the Navy on Friday. Went to work with my father-in-law on Monday. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I worked with him a while. And then we bought a farm. And our farm for a while. And uh, shortly after that, I went to work at the post office. And uh, the time I spent in the Navy counted toward my retirement. So I retired when I was 60, at, at 23 years mm -hmm. service, which, which wasn't a lot of money, but it was, it was only $500. But you know, that long ago, $500 was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm just going to ask you kind of some general questions, if that's okay. That's okay. Um, are you religious? I'm not. Are you religious? Do you go to church? No, not really. Have you ever been religious when you were younger or when you were at uh, sea? Somewhat, but my second wife. Um, did you ever read the Bible when you were <coughs> yeah. at sea? Was it comforting or was it... Why? It was something I thought I should do. But uh, mostly I didn't understand what, what it was about. <laughs> and why it would connect with my civil civilian life. Did were there ever any men or women, I guess, um, of a different race than you serving on your ship? Not many. Not many. We had well. The officers had blacks and some Filipinos that served as servants, you might say, mm -hmm. but they didn't. We didn't mix. Mm -hmm. We had, we had one black man down in the engine room. <coughs> he was, he had 30 years service in the Navy. I mean, he was in one of those incidents that they had, a, you know, whether it was the Pan A or something different incident, and he, he managed to stay and uh, with the regular servers, oh. and he was pretty good. Yeah? Oh, Jinsley. I remember his name. <coughs> so did he, did you ever see him getting any sort of discrimination from the rest of the crew? Or did you ever witness kind of anything like that <coughs> between men of different races on the ship? No. No? Mm -mm. There weren't much, there weren't very many. Yeah. Uh, other than Caucasian. It was later that they started having the blacks and whoever else, mm -hmm. and the women. Um, what are your thoughts on the Japanese now and the U.S.'s relationship with Japan, if you have it. Well, I don't know whether you could trust them or not, but 
they're not in a position to run any bully act over, over the U.S. or nobody else has either, as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. uh, I happen to think that it is a very strange thing in our country and abroad as well. At the end of your life, you're like myself and anybody that will be in the, what they call it, kids are all born right after World War II. Baby boomers? Yeah. yeah. They're coming up to be old people. Mm -hmm. And medicine, uh, yeah. the uh, opportunities, uh, Medicare and so forth, they're trying to make us a little for a long time, like myself. Mm -hmm. Now on the other end of the thing, all these young people in the service, they're spending billions of dollars trying to kill them off. It don't make sense. Mm -hmm. What do you think? No, I just want to know what you think. <laughs> he spent billions on both sides, trying to keep him alive, and then spent billions in the military trying to kill him off. So, do you think the military has changed a lot since you were in the service? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. How so? Well, it, the education is much greater now. They, uh, of course, we didn't have all these telephones that could do computer work. There was no such thing as a computer. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even radar at first. That happened mostly during the war. So technology has changed it pretty drastically? Into what? Technology's changed it pretty drastically, in your opinion? The oh. military? Technology. So like computers and Oh yeah. Like all that. that they have all that. You know, all the ships at nighttime are, are gone and the ships are different. There's no no comparison to the ships that they had than to what they have now or what they will do. Of course they don't have any battleships anymore. Mm -hmm. 